I'm Kate Daniels. Even if business and retail are not the work we do, we certainly are aware of today's challenges. The way to face and work with family enterprises is the work that Rebecca Meyer, MBA, does. Rebecca is the senior consultant at Relative Solutions, a firm that specializes in this, guiding decision-making and planning for resilient, sustainable businesses. Let's meet Rebecca to learn some key strategies. Rebecca Meyer, good morning. It is so great to connect with you this morning and I know share some very important information with all our listeners with a particular focus toward business and particularly family businesses, right? That is right, Kate, and it's a pleasure to speak with you this morning. Thank you for uh, reaching out. Well, it's Obviously, or what it goes without saying, this is such a critical time. Um, business, of course, and family businesses, and and just uh, working at that in any time in life it is very important. But now, during this time of real turmoil and uncertainty, it's it seems to be even more critical than ever. Yes, I think that's a really good point, Kate. You know. Um, well, you know, family businesses are a huge part of our, you know, GDP, and so they are a really important part of our economy, and and certainly for the families who, you know, have their family and their their sort of economic system connected to each other, it's really important because it's also their, you know, their their nearest and dearest that they care most about in, in terms of their, you know, emotional relationships. But also there's their means of support financially. And when you tie those two things together, you know, you create some additional complexity. I mean, some great opportunity and some wonderful um, ability to to um, to generate good financial returns and to 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 have uh, something shared that's really meaningful. But it also can create a lot of complexity in people's lives because you have you know, the sort of the logic part of the business and the emotional part of the family, and they're kind of completely intertwined with each other. So it takes a lot of effort and thinking to, 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 to get it right. You know, it does, it does, for most family businesses, it, you don't, you know, manage that complexity without, without pretty carefully thinking about how to do that. And what you say makes such great sense, but I wonder then, uh, not being a person who's in their own business, whether people who have their own businesses and they are family businesses, whether they really work through all those dynamics, uh, perhaps this is going to be an important revelation for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I think, Kate, that's, you make a really great point. I think some people, many, many family businesses sort of think they should be able to do this more easily um, and and are and and hit some some challenges or roadblocks and wonder what you know my, they may think what's wrong with us why can't we do this when in fact a lot of uh, family businesses do need some help because it is it is a tricky combination and that's why um, my colleague Freda Hurst Brown um, wrote and the founder of um, our, our consulting firm Relative Solutions wrote this book called The Essential Roadmap, Navigating Family Enterprise Sustainability in a Changing World. And it, it is really about how to be a family that has this complexity of family and business together, but to, to sort of navigate it with, with as much elegance and grace as possible and, and to have a sense of what those 
challenges are so that it doesn't feel like it's your fault, but that it's just something that family businesses have to deal with. And adding to the complexity of that is this time of COVID that we're still living in, and we, we don't even know where that light is at the end of the tunnel. So this is putting more stressors on the whole situation, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, at times like these, you know, there's a lot more, uh, I mean, everybody, I, I, I think, most people, I should say, um, are probably their anxieties a little bit higher. And some people, it's a lot higher. You know, we have, you know, not just concern for the health of our family and, and our neighbors, um, uh, but we also, you know, there's a lot of economic stressors. You know, a lot of changes have come at people so quickly. Uh, and so there's a lot, there's a lot to deal with. And that means, that, you know, you need to be able to, you know, be, not be overwhelmed by the anxiety, but be able to sort of think clearly, decide, you know, with a, with a sense of, of what the options are, and then act and implement what's going on, you know, when the unexpected <laughs> knocks at the door. And, you know, that is, that is not as easy as it might be when, when everybody around you is anxious as well. And, you know, you've got to think about things like, communication, you know, getting, you know, actually sometimes people try, you know, when things get tough, one coping mechanism has people to sort of wall themselves off, you know, and keep a little distance, but actually communicating more and sharing what's going on in a business when you when you have to make decisions together is really important. And, you know, people are used to getting together, you know, they may, they may make a lot of decisions around, you know, the the dining table or in, you know, in, in more casual family situations that, that aren't happening right now. So they have to create new situations that, you know, allow them to, to, to get together. You know, they have to be able to, you know, address challenging issues. Again, sometimes people try to avoid, you know, naturally, very naturally try to avoid challenging topics. And sometimes that's the, you know, the, 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 what you really need to be able to do is, is address them head on. Um, and then recognize that different family members have such a different relationship to risk, see risk so differently. And so being able to explicitly identify that and talk about talk through it so you know where people are is, is just incredibly helpful. And that then just goes right back to that communication piece that really talking about all of these issues, really honestly not feeling like, oh, I can't say that because it might offend someone or it might put them on edge, really somehow establishing. Is that what you, when you work with your clients, is that what you have them do or how do you go about that? Yeah, so, you know, where do we start um the, the, the sort of foundation for families to be able to be able to navigate these times together is really having a shared sense of purpose, a shared you know vision, a shared values about how they operate, and and that includes thinking about how they manage differences among each amongst each other, uh, and that takes practice uh, to do that to to be able to sit calmly and listen to somebody else's differences and figure out how to you know expand the circle as opposed to cut someone out, you know, for instance. Um, that, that's, that's a lot of what we do, helping families think about how they communicate with each other, how they listen to each other, 
um, how they set up, you know, policies and processes for making decisions together, which, you know, in, sometimes in a small family, like say uh, you have an entrepreneur, uh, you know, maybe a couple who started a business and they've brought their young adult children into it, <clears throat> and they think of it, you know, they what they don't that if they're too small, they don't need you know, to make formal decisions together. You know, everything's done kind of, you know. Um, at, you know, a little bit casually, you know, which which may which may work, you know, in when for a little bit. But when times are are tough, or as the next generation gets older and they want to know what their place is, you know, having things more explicit, uh, being clear about the rules of the game, if you will, um, makes things a lot easier. Because I I think if I had to name, you know, an area where I think a lot of people get stuck is that. There's assumptions about what the rules of the game are, and not everybody's playing uh, playing by the same set of rules, and that is, you know, that can cause upset unnecessarily. And that leads right back to the communication piece to be able to really express uh, ideas or thoughts, concerns, uh, disagreements, or seeing things differently. That communication piece is so key. Yes, it is. Well, and another piece, another way of thinking about that, because communication, I think, is always important. But the other thing is understanding the dynamic in the family, you know, and for everybody to have what my colleague, um, Freda Hurst-Brown, refers to as FQ or a family intelligence. You know, you talk about emotional intelligence, and this is sort of a, a, a different version of that, but family intelligence and understanding you know what are the dynamics in my family? How do how does how do things usually go? You know what are the patterns that we have, and how you know how do those patterns serve us? How are they helpful? And what are what are some patterns that we might need to examine and think about differently because they're not really serving us? Um, and you know what are the patterns from the previous generation? You know that we're kind of reenacting in our generation, and how do we want to address those so that they're not we're not we're not a slave to the patterns, but we can sort of make choices about them. And that, so that requires the individuals to sort of have a sense of where, where do I see my role in the family? How do I see other people interacting? You know, what, you know, what are, what are these, what, what are these dynamics that are going on and how can we, how can we talk about them and think about them differently so that, so that we are, um, that we are able to, uh, not you know, again, not be beholden to sort of the emotional what I call emotional ping pong, you know, where the essentially the, the emotional ping pong ball is just bouncing off the walls. Instead, you have a sense of where things are going, and 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 you can you can you know sort of calm down, step back, think about it, and make some choices together. So, is this uh, a time when? Either the family group reaches out to a consultant or perhaps already should be working with someone like yourself, uh, or can they read, like with this book, The Essential Roadmap, at this point in time, would they be able to use this as a vehicle to guide them? Yeah, I think the book is a, is a great starting point for helping families understand the, the uh, you know, what makes it, what, what makes it's so complex to be a family that's in business together. Um, it sets out five dimensions for family enterprise sustainability, and these are 
these five areas that we've identified through years and years of working with families through some research and, uh, and, and our experience of understanding what really makes families, and when we say sustainable, it, you know, able to use the resources they have today for the family and leave enough resources for the future. And when we talk about resources, we mean not just money, but human capital and social capital and spiritual capital, you know, how, how, what all the resources, the skill set for the family. So these five dimensions are family legacy and connection, governance structures and processes, financial accountability and management, human capital, leader, human capital and leadership development, and generosity and gratitude. So the, the book really goes through and, you know, like I just said, describes some of the complexities, sets out these five areas, these dimensions for enterprise sustainability and, 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 and begins to help families think about those. And then also talks about a sixth element, which um, is resilience, which, you know, if you think of sustainability as like, how, am I, how are we as a family going to get from here to where we want to go? That's like the GPS map of where we want to go. Resilience is sort of if something happens along the way, you know, there's a, you know, something blocking the road and we have to go a different route. Resilience is how, how quickly and, and can we, and how much agility do we have to be able to identify those alternative routes that keep our the sense of who we are as a family, what we do as a business intact, but allow us to evolve and, 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 um, and, and navigate to the, the new direction that has to go. And I think right now that is a really important distinguishing factor for what's making, what's allowing family businesses, really all of us, to, to navigate in this really unusual time. Yeah, absolutely. I think we would really underscore that one. And I think we can see... Uh, there are entities around us, both in terms of individuals and their lives, but in terms of businesses, and I can think of uh, very much more more so um, restaurants in this area that have kind of reimagined themselves and how they're approaching yeah. it. They're family businesses. They're doing that sort of thing. And that's what I think you're talking about, right, Rebecca? Exactly. I mean, I think that's a, a wonderful example where they're, you know, they've, they've kind of changed up their menu so that it works better for takeout and delivery and um, use their parking lots for, um, for outdoor seating, uh, you know, really, really some very creative um, solutions. I think a lot of businesses, you know, uh, we work with some businesses that have, um, you know, uh, you know, where younger generation family members have really contributed some interesting ideas, help them, uh, you know, upgrade their um their uh, presence on the internet for, um, for people to get access to their uh, products and services, or even rethink the, their offerings so to meet the needs of what's going on today. Maybe make, you know making face masks or face shields or things that are needed in the economy and can make a big difference. So um, I even know some families where you know the the college age kids have taken a semester off to work in the business rather than doing, um, you know, of, uh, online learning for a semester. So it, it's a, you know, an opportunity for them to help out in busy time and, and connect with the family in a different way, um, you know, and by their own choice doing this. So there's, there's so much creativity that's, 
that, you know, I think there's also a lot of loss, a lot of grief that families are dealing with that's really important to address, not to overlook. But there's also a lot of creativity that's, that, that happens in these times. And, you know, as um, I think that the question you asked before was, you know, how does a family get help? Certainly the book can help them. I think reaching out to advisors to get help um, and consultants to get help during this time is is actually, you know, I think uh, something that can can make a, a huge difference um, for families to rather than sort of go around the same problems over and over again to get a, a different perspective and to um, have somebody um, who can help them um, really uh, think think bigger about the future and how they can it, it, it develop their own resilience and sustainability during, during a difficult time. Because no, no doubt, like even with us as individuals, having an outside opinion, someone who can really maybe more objectively see the bigger picture can give us some valuable in, input and uh, guidance. Yeah. Yeah. I think see the bigger picture, but, and also, you know, most families, you know, they're, 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 um, this is the first time they're doing whatever they're doing together as a family. So the next generation is coming into the business and they're figuring out how to do that transition. You know, maybe the, maybe not be the first generational transition. They may be at, you know, a generation three or generation four family, but, but it's now the next generation is a bigger generation. Um, times are different. So, so, you know, a lot of times families are going through things for the first time where, you know, uh, advisors and consultants may you know, be able to bring some ideas from other families to, to help them, uh, you know, see different options. Because I think that's one of the hardest things is when families feel stuck and they don't see what the options are. I think it can be very disheartening. And, and I think that's the, you know, one of the most important things we do with our work is, is, is help families, you know, see options. And, um, and, and you know, the approach that we take to working with families is, you know, our, our sense is that there's a lot of uh, strengths and ideas in the family. You know, it's not like we come with some some solution that they won't think of themselves. And really, every family has their own solution already embedded in what's going on. And our job is to help sort of let that come to fruition for them, you know, to bring that alive and to help them develop the skills that they can find the solutions themselves that work for them. Um, because, you know, an outside solution will only work for so long, and then the family needs to be able to come up with the next one, you know, the next solution to the next challenge that comes comes along. So our approach is really to help them build a skill set, build processes, build a way of working together that will be sustainable for their own family. And you had mentioned how it, during this time it might mean that uh, one of the family members who might be a college student decides to take time off or maybe has to take the time off, but how that in itself could be this unbelievable kind of education that um, is is really right there in the trenches, so to speak, uh, and, and really get right in there. Maybe it it will be life-changing for them, or maybe it'll just make a big change in the family at this particular point in time. Yeah, I think, you know, I think this, the idea of, you know, um, you know, to me, that's, it's a great sign of, of um, agility and resilience to think of what, what the options are, not to be stuck that you have to do something, some way that, you know, that was done in the past that you can, that you can, you know, obviously um, learn from, from, 
the way things were done before, but that you can bring new ideas and do things differently. And that's, I think, you know, like you said, with, the, with, with one of the next generation coming into the business, you know, even if it's temporary right now, while the learning process isn't this maybe uh, what was expected from before, it's, it, it really is an opportunity. I think it's also um, a sense for the family of, um, of, you know, of supporting each other, you know, and being, being there for, for each other. It's also a great opportunity for the next generation to see, you know, how do I fit into this, you know, in a, in a kind of a low stakes way, you know, they don't, they're not committing to, they're not deciding, okay, this is going to be my lifelong career. It's a way to sort of test it, see what it's like. What am I, you know, how, how is, how is this for me? Um, so, right. You know, tra- family transitions, which, you know, a lot of times when we're working with families, there's some sort of transition afoot where, you know, an older generation and a younger generation are kind of beginning to work together and, and you know, thinking about how the younger generation is going to, you know, move into leadership over time and how the older generation is going to begin to step away. And those are very tricky, you know, there's so much of people's identity and, you know, um, you know, fear around business success. There's so many things that are caught up in that process that, you know, it takes a, it takes a while to happen and to have, to have steps in the process that, that are, that can move that along in a, in a low stakes way, I think is really valuable for, for families. It sounds actually very exciting. I know this is challenging and I don't want to sound Pollyannish about it, but in all of this stress and uncertainty, there seems to be this really incredible nugget of opportunity. Yeah, you know, um, I, I agree. You don't want to be Pollyannish about it, but I think I agree with you. I think, you know, hard things are not necessarily fun, but I think when we, there are many opportunities and you, and you can see this throughout history, you know, great businesses are often started during difficult times where people can see an opportunity. So I think that's, there's always an opportunity. I mean, there's also a lot of risk. There's no question about that. Um, You know, somebody asked me the other day about, you know, is it even possible to plan in a crisis because it's so difficult, you know? And, you know, I think, I think that there's a way in which the, the planning horizon can get much shorter, you know, because of, you know, of, of things changing so quickly but I think that, you know, I think about, you know, plans and planning almost as, you know, the most important thing that people can do is the planning, you know, the activity of getting together and thinking about what, you know, how to respond to different situations and what they want to see together in the future. And that gives us like a, a skill set. It's almost like, you know, the training that you do for the, before you run the race, you know, and, and that training um, – is so valuable because it means that, you know, if something happens during the race that you have to, you know, uh, like if you're running, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden there's something that, that comes in the way, if you're really in good shape and you've come across obstacles before, then you can deal with them much more easily in the moment. And I think, I think that's, that's where one of the things that distinguishes families, you know, who have done a lot of this thinking, who have spent time either with a consultant or if they're able to on their own preparing for these kind of times is that they are more agile. They are more able to withstand the challenges that are thrown their way during during a time like this. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, there's, a, um, there's a family that we work with that, um, you know, they, they have a 
combination of different assets, um, but you know, one of them is a significant investment in, in different real estate, and um, and they have really positioned themselves with um, tenants that they have long-term relationships with, and their their view has always been, you know, to to um, find good tenants that they can work with over long periods of time. And they've, they've really been able to keep, you know, help their tenants keep their businesses going by working closely with them, which is good for the, for the, you know, the tenants and it's good for them because they, you know, every, everyone's keeping income flowing because everyone's working together and, and trying to accommodate each other and being realistic about what's possible. And so I think that kind of, you know, um, uh, flexibility uh, and, and thinking, long-term thinking is really helpful in a time like this. And it's interesting, too, that you mentioned uh, the fifth element was generosity and gratitude. Uh, that seems really powerful. You know, uh, thank you for picking up on that, because it's not one, I think, that it's, it's a dimension that I don't think is obvious um, at the outset that is important for family sustainability. But, you know, when you when you when you think about it, then, of course, you know, it's it's that's almost like, a uh, you know, a spiritual concept, if you will. It's it's how you think about the world. You know, do you think the world is a place of abundance or a place of scarcity? And it's amazing how much, um, you know, having an attitude of abundance, you know, breeds its own sense of abundance. You know, you know, when you think that there's enough there, there in fact is, and you and it, and it creates more abundance. And when you treat people with, you know, gratitude and generosity you know, that comes back to you, you know, in multiples. Um, not that you do it because you want it to come back to you, but, uh, you know, it it, um, it does really change the way, um, the way you're seen in the world, the way you see the world, and it can really make a big difference in how family members feel about their business and about their their time and work with each other, um, which, which in, in turn, you know, improves everything uh, that goes around it. There's a, a kind of a quality of magnetism then that goes with it. Again, not to manipulate it, but when it's genuinely there, that that seems to be the way it operates, being a magnet. Yeah, I mean, you could think about this. You know, I'm sure we all think about this. If we, but it's a local business that we just think the people are just so kind that we want to support it. Even maybe they pay, you know, 50 cents more for the cup of coffee or a dollar more for the book. But these are people who sponsor soccer leagues and you know, clean up neighborhoods and and um, are just kind and generous and in, uh, in, in, in keeping our you know our our community strong. And so it's you know it's worth it to support them. And that's that's sort of this virtuous cycle of generosity that's created. Oh, that is such an important topic, and it would be fun to just continue sharing more ideas on that. But I know our time is just much too short. So uh, let's mention the book of, uh, again and its availability, because that's a good resource. Yeah, so it's called The Essential Roadmap, Navigating Family Enterprise Sustainability in a Changing World. The author is Freda Herz-Brown, my colleague at Relative Solutions, and you can find it on Amazon. I wish you could say at your local bookstore, but you know the reality is it's, it is on Amazon. So, um, and your website too is a good resource. Yes, it's www.relative-solutions.com. 
Well, Rebecca Meyer, it's been just so enlightening and really good inspiration to spend time with you this morning. Thank you so greatly for that and for doing the work you're doing. Oh, thank you. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you, and I hope everyone in your circle stays healthy and, uh, and, and thrives. And yours as well. This is Mandy Ringenberg with your Sunday morning shout-out. And this week's shout-out goes to the Hoff Foundation, located in Snohomish County, serving underprivileged women in western Washington. The Hoff Foundation strives to break the cycle of unfortunate lifestyles for those involved in sex trafficking, misuse of drugs and alcohol, and homelessness. They offer support through events, programs, classes, and radical makeovers, all to provide healthier and happier individuals the skills they need to thrive in life. One outstanding program of theirs is called Queen, It's a New Day. This is an annual two-day event celebrating women by treating them like queens. These women spend two days transforming into individuals they dreamed of becoming. Women who have been volunteering and substance clean for at least 30 days can sign up for the program. On the first evening of the program, the women experience hair and makeup makeovers, new outfits, and even an elegant lunch with guest speakers. On the second day, the ladies get to learn computer, presentation, and interviewing skills. Angie, a previous participant, said, It's kind of a new start. If you're having trouble with drug use or alcohol, get the help. Being clean and sober is so much better than hiding. Queen is a multi-generational event spanning over 17 years, and they continue to uplift and prepare women for a better future. Check out their website for more information on all the community work they do at Hoff Foundation, that's Hoff with two Fs, dot org. Visit their Facebook pages, too, to keep up to date and involved. Just search Hoff Foundation or Esther Place, as it's commonly known, and Queen, it's a new day.